Well, hello and welcome to What's Brewing CISFA. What's Brewing CISFA is a podcast produced for the California Community College's Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 CISFA past president. And I'm Dana Yarbrough, Dennis's co-host and fellow employee at Los Angeles Mission College. What's Brewing CISFA hopes to inform and entertain you 30 minutes at a time. So, let's start the show. And welcome to another episode of What's Brewing CISFA. Let's start this show with our first cup. Dana, where's that cup of yours? It's a good question. You know, <laughs> have you? Let me ask because you know we are recording this after ten a.m. Yeah. on a Friday. Yeah, I know. Have you already had two or three yeah, cups? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, you know it. Uh-huh. Um, peppermint uh, schnapps in your uh, coffee? No, <laughs> I wish. I know, right? <laughs> or some oh, Kahlua. Goodness. goodness, after just going through that meeting, and I was only in on half of that meeting. I had a different meeting this morning, oh. the one about outreach and all. I was like. Oh, those are those who day drink. Oh, they're the luckiest people in the world. <laughs> yes, they are. No kidding. Yes. I do know some people that are like, it's five o'clock somewhere. And they live by that. And they may know at any time during the day yeah. where it is five o'clock. It, yeah, absolutely. And let me tell you, meetings can drive you to start day drinking. Uh, yeah, no can. kidding. Yeah. You know, it's like. It's five o'clock in New Brunswick. It's <laughs> yeah. five o'clock in London. <clears throat> Barcelona just hit happy hour. Let's go. Let's so you know, this. it's it's certainly a, a one of those cases where it might have been that kind of start to a day already. Already, but hey, but at least it is Friday, or what we like to say in the office, Friday. Yes. Friday. Yes. Uh huh. Oh, I did not know we had a new name for Friday itself. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I knew we had a name for. Thursday, yeah, which yeah. is Friday Junior. Friday Junior. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But Friday is Fry Yay. Fry Yay. Mm-hmm. Is that in uh, honor of uh, Kanye? Uh, no. And his new name Yay, yeah, or is ye, it Yee? Yee. Ye. He's Yee. Why would he go with Yee instead of Yay? Because I mean, because it's like the last two letters of his first name, right? Kanye. Uh huh. Y E. Uh huh. But he says it. Yee. But I don't call him Kanye West, do I? No. Or the Kanye West. Kind of, oh, I see what you're saying. So what I'm saying, it's uh-huh. the way you say it. Yeah. No, no, he likes it. He wants to be called Yee. All right. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah, poor guy. He's <laughs> one of the, uh, according to Rolling Stone magazine, I checked it this morning on my news feed. He's one of the top 10 grossing uh, earning artists, musical artists this yes, year. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And I think it was partly because he must have sold some of his category a catalog, catalog, I mean, catalog, yeah. I mean, those uh-huh. were pretty much all the people that made the big money this last year. Bruce Springsteen was on top because he made a sale, um, five hundred ninety million, I think, for his. Uh, Taylor Swift was in there, um, but she was towards the bottom. She was the only woman on the chart this year. But again, it was mostly because people like Lindsey Buckingham, some guy from uh, a big pop band, had sold some of his catalog. Jay-Z, of course, was there because he's making it off of different streams of thing. And also, mm-hmm. I think he sold part of his uh, title, Music uh, Empire. Man. So. So it's amazing how some of these artists, they go into, you know, different business ventures. Well, you know? it, it's just like Hollywood types when you look at actors and all, and they own lots of houses, and they're constantly buying and selling. And sometimes they buy and never even move in. 
And I think it's because, again, if you had more money coming in and you knew what to do with, you'd probably want to put it into other yeah, investments. Invest it. Yep. Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you could put it in a savings account and earn what? 0.03%? Woo! <laughs> you, yeah, you know? Uh, wow. Really getting, uh, you're, get you're wealthy bang, off of that. Know, getting bang for your buck, right? Yeah. And yeah. then what else could you want to put it into? So as long as you're not like, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember the old stories of uh, like Ted Nugent and some of these older rock and roll guys. They would buy like cattle, cattle farms. And just weird stuff like that, and inevitably, they would lose money. But nowadays, it is, it's a world of real estate and, and things like that, especially if you own it out here in L.A. Um, you know the actor uh, Jeremy Renner? Mm-hmm. He apparently, he not just buys yeah, real that's estate. Hot, that's Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He not only buys real estate, but apparently he then goes in and then like takes a five million dollar house Got you. in a so neighborhood of twenty million dollar houses and turns it into yeah, yeah, he turns it into a twenty million dollar house for sale. Okay. But he does like actually some of the work. So I gotta give it to him for that, you know, for doing that. And then you got, you know, the Jennifer Anisons and Diane Keatons of the world that do the same thing. They buy usually historic houses. Um, and then go in there and do a significant amount of work on them and then sometimes leave them, sometimes sell them. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind next time you're looking for a house. It's like, I don't want to know if Diane Keaton slept here. I just want to know if she owned the house at some point because okay. then I know uh, some loving care has been put in. And maybe it'll even help your value too. Who knows? Oh, it certainly could. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt it. Mm-hmm. There's a house right now for sale in Palm Springs for like $3 million, but it. The big selling point is that either you have to believe that Marilyn Monroe went to the house or that the Kennedys owned the house or something like that. But again, apparently it was where the Rat Pack would hang out. Oh, excuse me. One of those houses. Okay. Yeah. And it's really cool and funky in that 50s, 60s kind of way. Okay. Except for they've literally painted the whole inside of the house white. Nice. You know. But it's Palm Springs. It's hot. Oh, very hot. Yeah, if you're not hanging out by the pool, which I assume is more like a steam bath, uh, you probably are hanging out inside, <laughs> in the in the in the in the speaking pit or whatever yes. they call that. Uh-huh, I know what you mean. You know, mm-hmm. sunken living room yep. and all that. Uh-huh. I like those kind of things. Yeah, the pit. That's right, uh-huh. conversation pit. That's it. I knew there was a <clears throat> a name for it. A term for it. Yes. Okay. So Dana, as you can see by our <laughs> wonderful illustrious board here, we didn't have any particular topics up here. So maybe we ought to just talk a little bit about financial aid. All right. Um, where are we in this season? We are in the middle of an academic year mm-hmm. that we hope most students had applied for aid already. Right. We are kind of uh, about three months into students applying for next year. We haven't started working on those files quite yet, everybody. Um, I don't know how many community colleges really get ahead of the game on that. Okay. I, you know, you know um, we usually start. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. When do we usually start? <laughs> Is it towards the middle end of the middle end? Middle end of the spring semester or? I think yeah, it we, generally we usually, has been yeah, like a March, to, April yeah, uh-huh. type of thing. <coughs> to get a handle on things. Because the earlier we yeah. start, then, you know, it's less work down the line. So it's, it's being, you know, strategic about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know it's always, it was always one of these things, one of the financial aid directors in our district who retired this last December, would always ask to put it as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So he'd be lobbying for, okay, FAFSA is uh, October 1st. 
can we start in November? And of course the bidding started, the bidding moved from there forward. So then it was a case of, do we have the update for our software? Do we know the Pell charts? Do we know what the Department of Ed expects for, say, verification? Because, you know, this year they kind of waived it, put it on hold. But everything we know tells us that for 22-23 school year, verification's back into the game. Mm -hmm. So we're verifying tax returns and all that again. Yes. So do we have the software? Do we have the forms ready? Have we met and talked about any policy and procedural changes? So then it's like December, maybe January. And then there's always some holdup on something as far as software, getting the software update for say, the system. Yeah, that, too. that it's like, well, we can't get it till January. But you have to remember when you're in a district of nine colleges, let alone even single college districts, you have to have your IT people on board. And so they have to be available to take the software, install it. As they always say, if you've done any customizations or modernizations to your base software you get from these big companies like the Oracles, the PeopleSoft, the Illusions, uh, uh, Banners of the World, you got to make sure that all your other things that you fixed or created work with the software update. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to make sure that, well, now because they changed the, the way the records are laid out, your satisfactory academic progress calculation is completely wrong because it's looking for data that does no longer exist. It's goofy stuff like that. It is. It is. So, and then you need the time to do, I guess, trial and error stuff too. Mm-hmm. To make sure, you know. Always the properly. testing yeah. part uh-huh. is a big thing. So, yeah. yeah, let's say, let's go with March. <laughs> let's go with April. Uh, you know, I mean, again, it's different when you're a four-year school. This is a big thing when I talk to a lot of parents. You know, with four-year schools, getting that FAFSA done early really matters. Mm-hmm. Because there may be some first-come, first-served money that the schools have. It may be a case that if you're applying for what they call early admissions or early decision, um, <clears throat> that you want your FAFSA done early so they can also give you an award offer early. Mm-hmm. It may be a case that you're applying to a private school and they request you to fill out the college board's CSS profile form in addition to your FAFSA or for our Dreamers, the DREAM Act. So you got two forms coming out in October that you got to get done sooner than later. And again, you want to have that financial aid offer. At the same time, you're getting hopefully the thick envelopes, according to all the uh, movies, right? Yeah. That tells you if you've been accepted to yes. the University of Haverford or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know, Dana, do you remember when you went to undergrad? Mm-hmm. Was it a case that you got, like, I assume I did, a big envelope? From the colleague to say you were accepted? You know, let me see if I can remember. I remember yeah. for Azusa Pacific, mm-hmm. yeah, because I did apply to them for undergrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was one of those 8 by 11 Yeah, yeah. Sessions. Yeah. Um, and then I don't actually remember receiving or remember receiving anything from CSUN. I think it was just one of those things where you just show up. I You just I, showed up I, and I, uh, you kind of, so. on the first day of class, it was like, I think I got accepted? I, yeah. Wow, that is. I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna use a term. I don't think it's dirty. Ballsy. That's ballsy. Yeah, I know. Just wow. Go, just show up. Just huh? show. I'm, I'm a student here. Yeah, I'm here to take some classes. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Throw the professor all off, man. You're not on my roster. Oh, just write me in. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. 
The good thing is your last name, Yarbrough, mm-hmm. well, you put yourself at the bottom. There You're you probably in the right spot. Yeah. Nobody would know otherwise. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah, but but truth be told, I do not remember if I got right. the 8 by 11 envelope for CSUN. I, again, I think it was... Just, I can't remember either, you know, what yeah. I got. I mean, I yeah. first, right out of high school, I applied to go to uh, Marquette University. Mm-hmm. A nice, you know, medium-sized... Uh, Jesuit uh, four-year school. They had a law school, all that good stuff too there too. Um, and I think I got a big envelope. Okay. But I ended up taking the year off. And luckily I did because uh, finances of the family mm-hmm. went south soon thereafter. Okay. And I ended up going to uh, one of the University of Wisconsin's. And again, at that time, that would be the late 80s. I assume I got an envelope. Who knows? Could have just shown up myself. I remember... I had to do orientation twice <clears throat> for, because I'd read the envelope about, you know, it's like an all day orientation in the summer. Right. Right. So, you know, you get in a group, blah, blah, blah. You do all these things. And at the end of it all, you register, you get registered for your classes. Well, I was working like two or three summer jobs at the time. And it, it, the college was about 40 minutes away at the most. So I figured I'll just go towards the end where it's the signing up for the classes part. Well, I get there and want to do the sign up for the classes, but because apparently I had not done all the other stuff. Mm, okay. They wouldn't let me do that. So they had me had to reschedule for a whole nother day. Wow. So I was literally at the, I was yeah. at that point being a person with very little guidance from my parents. I should say with no guidance from my parents that, you know, that could have been the breaking point if Dennis was just like, a, well, forget this, you know. Uh, just because you had to go back the next day? Not the next day. It was like I had to reschedule and thank goodness. Like completely. Yeah, come for another day. Got you. Now, the good thing is I found out by doing so, the day that they reassigned me to was the day one of my fellow classmates from high school, who had also taken a year off, um, had, uh, had already scheduled. So we had at least I had some friend there I knew in the orientation group. Okay. So, yeah, it went fine. And then literally it was one of those things that uh, it was almost like the world of punch cards. But you give the I gave this lady at the counter at a computer the, the slip with the classes that my advisor had approved. Okay. And literally she because they're all com, uh, combinations of numbers like music 103 would be 73 103 because 73 was music. And then like whatever section number was like another three digits. And she just pounded away on that little keyboard. Wow. And that's all, just with the one hand, and then she says, your your classing will print out over there to the left or whatever. Go, 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 go to the printer. Yeah, go pick it up. Yeah, go get your big, gigantic green bar printout of your class schedule. You know, something like that. Man, old school. Very old school. old school. But that's literally how I registered for classes for undergrad all the way through, too, was go to that same lady uh-huh. on whatever day it was, because there was no phone registration. There was no... There was no internet, first of all. I, I know. Yeah, I, I know that's. Yeah. I, I know yeah. that's scaring some of the kids uh-huh. or some of the people listening everything right now. Are like analog. Huh? everything. Analog. It was yep. even in grad school. In my grad school, would have been early nineties. Um, it was literally the one secretary in the graduate school office who would be like, "Okay, it's time for your next set of classes," and she'd just give me the printout. Jeez. I guess she knew ahead of time what you were gonna do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a cohort kind of thing. You kind of had oh, to go through yeah. the se- gotcha. the sequence no matter what. But it's funny that you, you don't even get a say in it. You, this, is no. what, this is what it's going to be. Exactly. It was mm-hmm. like 42 units. Yep. 
there was only one class I could pick, and that was one of them outside of student services, and they recommended you do a public administration class. So everyone did like the same <laughs> basic government uh, public administration class mm, okay, and uh, got that over with. <laughs> but yeah, oh, these memories. Man. If and only had music that was appropriate so, for it. It's so amazing how far we've come. Oh, yeah. To, you know, <clears throat> enrolling. Yes. Acceptance letters and just the whole process of just going to college. Yeah. Let's let's in fact talk more about this on the next part because I have a good example of a friend of mine going through this problem right now. Okay. Here we go with the music. And welcome back for our second cup segment on the What's Brewing Cisfa show. Time for a little refill there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the uh, uh, so the story I have is I have a friend who is going back for his master's in uh, gerontology. Oh, nice! Having worked outside that field, but he's very interested in like health, medicine, healthy lifestyle, okay. healthy eating, stuff like that. Okay. And so he wants to apply those skills and thoughts to again the process of aging. It's not about old people, but it's about as you age, how do you ensure you maintain fitness, et cetera, mm-hmm. and uh, good eating habits. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, his daughter's gone off to, let's say, a very expensive school in the area, somewhere in Southern California with the word university in front of it, <laughs> USC maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> so having to deal with the process for her. Oh, man, yeah. Right? And then and him <laughs> having to go through it as well. And then him himself. Where's yeah, he going? He's actually going to the same school. Oh, nice. So Okay. But it was interesting, you know, helping him, I guess, talking through the process of, you know, applying. Yeah. Again, because he had graduated yes. years before. And uh, it was something new, you know, this whole internet thing. Mm-hmm. The one thing, though. Oh, so, so uh, are him mm-hmm. and his daughter just doing all online or is well, his daughter on campus? So she is, I think she's part, part both. Okay, hybrid. She, yeah, I mean, when she okay. started, she luckily had started a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. Okay. And was, you know, all on campus. And then it was kind of, you know, all online. Mm-hmm. And it's hybrid. He specifically did not want to start the program if it was going to be all online. Mm, okay. Because it's like this well, <coughs> learning mode. Yeah. And then also because of his field, too, I'm pretty sure he wants hands-on and in-person. I think there, yeah, yeah I think uh-huh. there will certainly be some of that. Yeah. You know, and so he wants that. And again, it's like, would you want to spend that kind of money? Because mm-hmm. again, I can Just only to imagine online, yeah. to do an online mm-hmm. program. And nothing yeah. against any particular school, but but I understand. Yeah, uh-huh. if you didn't know, during one of our news segments on uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago or so, uh, pro- probably prior to the holidays, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal I reported on about a, how a particular uh, a graduate program at USC was getting called out because. First, uh, USC had partnered with a for-profit school to get students into this program. So they're outsourcing their <coughs> programs. Con- to other, well, other it was, it's like this. We're that, gonna. That's, you know what how, this, that's what you're saying. Well, you know how Bruce Springsteen is selling his catalog. <laughs> it's a little like this. It's like you get the name of USC on your diploma. It's USC faculty but, and all doing this stuff. But it was like in order to recruit students into this program, because they were recruiting undergrads from all over the world, because it was online. Oh, man. They had a, a for-profit help them. Oh, and the problem was, this is a major, let's call it 
social work, for example. <clears throat> you know, I could be, uh, you know, this could be to hide the true nature of it or not. But let's call it social work. And you're paying USC prices yeah. to get through this program mm -hmm. as a cohort, shorter time. Oh. But these students were leaving with an average of like 130000 oh in debt. Oh, my gosh. Of course they are. Of with they are. lower expected earnings from the start than some of the local schools, like let's say Cal State Long Beach, mm -hmm. had for their master's programs where students were leaving with significantly less debt yes. and higher earnings. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is like one of these cases you do have to be smart about how you, what would you pay for? You know, I always right. said, you know, would you want to do a social work degree? When I was in Missouri... Probably the most expensive school at the time was Washington University in St. Louis. It's a highly selective school. Uh, and again, if you went there, it would be like paying USC prices. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing a program like social work where maybe you climb up the ladder to a high-level government position, but when you get out of school, that's not a lot of money. Right? Right? I mean, it's a case of, you know, return on investment mm -hmm. versus doing a Cal State. And I guess also, you know, what are you looking for? You know, and we always tell this to our students, you know, yeah. um, don't just go by the name or the price. Tag, sure. Right. You know, yeah, make not, sure it's yeah. a good fit for yourself. You know, I, it would be different if, okay, I'm looking for this um, big school name and, mm -hmm. you know, and the, if that's it, then. Yeah, I mean, there there is salary. some payoff in some areas where you get networking out of it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah, and I, I get that too. <laughs> uh-huh. But I mean, we live in such a you know we live in the digital age, man. Just get on your, just get on your IG. Well, whatever your, that is, your Instagram or your Facebook. Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, just put yourself out there. I mean, that's the type of culture we're living in. Well, and there's ways to connect outside the school, and I think that might actually play against some schools out there. I mean, there is certainly some cachet value to going to Harvard. And if you were accepted at Harvard and another school and you're going for the same program and Harvard might cost you a little bit more money, maybe in the long run it does help to get connected, especially if you're talking the world of high finance. You want to be a top-notch doctor. You want to start at a, a good undergrad to roll yourself into getting into a good grad school kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, you do have to look at that. It's, it's not an easy yes-no Kind of thing. I've read no, too many not. books, and as you look at my bookshelves, Dana, there are some books over there about the case against education or higher education, talking exactly about that. And what are we paying for other than um, this piece of paper that mm -hmm. says either, A, I trudged through four to six years, or is it to uh, signal uh, I'm a Harvard grad, mm -hmm. or that I'm a USC grad, but I've got maybe some networking and connections mm -hmm. that will hopefully get me. I mean, the big thing is about, you know, whether it's, schooling or career is if you do want to rise how fast will you rise i mean i see my grad school probably helped me launch faster into the world of financial aid whether now i look back and see this to be a complete mistake or not <laughs> uh, but it allowed me to launch faster so that versus you know a lot of our colleagues like you student worker oh yeah uh, financial aid maybe assistant mm -hmm. then the technician and then you're up to, you know, whatever, assistant director, supervisor, and then director. Mm -hmm. You know, I was able to go from grad <clears throat> grad school assistant uh, in housing, do an internship in financial aid, and kind of then within a year as kind of an intern, 
move into like what would be kind of like a technician slash specialist level Mm -hmm. because of needs of the office and other things and then move up faster. So if it does that for you, all the better. Mm -hmm. But if it's a case that even with your master's, it signifies you went to a great school, but at the same time, it's weighing you down on loans. You know, we've had some student loans ourselves, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, Dana? We still got, still got right. them loans. Ain't yeah. going, I don't know. I don't think a BMW's worth of them or like yeah. a... Uh, More like a shoe. A Porsche. Mm. <laughs> oh, my kidding. goodness. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not that. I'm not that. Uh, wow. Not that many zeros. Okay, okay. I would say, yeah, probably Lexus BMW. Lexus BMW yes, area? Uh-huh. Okay. That that sounds even still reasonable here. <laughs> That's why I, I know, Dana, I've got you locked in here for a while. And I'll do all I can to help you move up the ladder to pay off that BMW worth of, uh, of loans. Of student loans. I don't quick. know if you maybe talk to Uncle Joe, you know, up up there, you know, in Washington. <laughs> Look, he's doing all he can, but he's got enough problems at yeah, hand. It's it's funny how like this was like a big topic about <laughs> we're gonna forgive all the student loans and then like all this other stuff, like yeah. what we call reality yeah, hits. Real yeah, stuff. he's kind of busy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, hey, and there's you other. Think, you don't think he'll take my phone call? Uh, he would probably take your phone call over mine, <laughs> not just because of political leanings or anything else, but you're uh, you're younger, you're the voice of the youth, um, you know, you, you sound more pleasant on the phone probably. <laughs> I'd probably at some point be yelling or something. Oh, okay. I'd be okay. like, listen here. Oh, got you. Yeah, I pay yeah. your, you know. I, I, oh, uh, you, you go yeah. that route. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the route that I see every time I've ever gone to a board of trustees meeting for our district, which is the, we pay your salaries and we're going to get, we're going to like somebody else in your place. I'm like, is this the way debate works nowadays? Oh, okay. Or how you win. Huh. I'm going to win you over by yelling at you. I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-mm. We've lost this skill. Oh, man. Now now I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to bring the, we're family approach. <coughs> Come on, Uncle. That's right. That's right. Auntie. Come on. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that in you, Dana. You're oh, such a man. kind, kindred spirit. I try, you know. I got gotcha. you. Know, just try to stay grounded. You do that. Let's have a little music and move ourselves into our last of the segments. And just like that, we are back for what? Our last sip segment, everybody. See, Dana, look at that. We filled so far 27 minutes with unknown stuff about college <laughs> and, and financial aid. Our Lucy Goosey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, any I dare you two selections for our fine folks out there? Okay, so this is going to be like a kind of like a rant slash I dare you to. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. keep it as short as possible. No, take your time. Take your time. Let's give them a bonus episode of Dana Wouldn't Stop Talking. Oh, man. So, uh, Mom and I, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say the places because I don't want us to get slammed or anything. Wow. But <laughs> we ate out um, a couple of times okay. uh, this week. And I don't know if it's because of the area we live in or because of the times we're living in or maybe, I don't know. A little of both. Okay, I'm going to say, but it sucked. Like, the food sucked. And you know. Wow. You're paying all this money and you have these expectations that it's going to be at this level of Mm -hmm. quality. And Mm -hmm. then you get home and you're like, I could have made this myself. Yeah. So I dare our listeners to start making your own food. (laughs) Yes. I like that. First of all, 
Save some money. Thank you. Yes. Second, quality control is in your. If you get food poison, it's your fault. Because <laughs> that was the exact conversation yeah. my mom and I had um, after we ate at this particular or ate food from this particular restaurant. The first words out of our mouths was, "We could have saved our forty dollars and just made wow. this at home. I got and you. And it would have been better. And yeah. that's facts." And I'm not, I'm not going to offer up any excuse, but I think you're right. It's a little bit of maybe where you live. And it happened twice this but week. But certainly it's also the it current times. It happened twice. Twice. Yeah. And we're like, like you said, we're going to just save our money and then just start cooking our own. It's not a bad idea. Our own situation. Again, our own stuff. Then yeah. you then no, you have no excuse for the food was too spicy other than it was yourself. Right. Or you get food poisoning. Uh-huh. It was your own fault. Yes. So that was my two-second rant. There you go. I, I, I'm going <laughs> to cons- coincide and uh, agree that I think you're right on that. Save your money, yeah. folks. Save your money. Save your money. Yes. <laughs> uh, boy, do I have anything on tap for, uh, let's see, uh, uh, I dare you to? Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a weird time of year. I would say almost treat yourself and, you know, take time. Always. But I, I'm doing the complete opposite of that right now. I figured I'd... Uh, did a significant amount of overage last week, and I have to do a little bit more this week. Uh, you know, since one of our uh, uh, shipmates here uh, left the ship, us. yeah, left us, yeah. just jumped off ship and sure went to did. another ship to run her own ship. Hey, well, hey, hey, but you know what? I can't hate on that, and I like the way you put that. Jumped ship so that she can run her own ship. Look, you know, I love that. you know, me as a manager, um, not I'm going to say this, and people are going to take it wrong, but. Sometimes you just can't care about these things in the sense that I rather have all my staff make it up through the ranks and fill out other positions elsewhere. I've always been the case that if there's somewhere that you fit better or you want to move up or you need you want to go back to grad school that I'm behind whatever you want to do. And I think it's one of these super libertarian kind of thoughts that, again, everyone runs their own lives. You know, <clears throat> unfortunately, what happens is and you get this when you read books like. I think his name is Mark Manson, not Hansen. Uh, his um, the subtle art of not giving a you know mm-hmm. what? Yeah. If you read his books, it's you know it's it's the thought of like I'm going to get my degree for my grandma because my grandma always wanted me to have it. Are you really living for somebody who could a not re- that could be a misinterpretation or b already be gone? Or are you living your life? I mean, so you mm-hmm. really do have to start thinking about why do we put these undue, unrealistic superimposed, uh, you know, impositions upon ourselves that don't drive us to do what might be actually what's in the better interest of us. Mm-hmm. Having a better life. Mm-hmm. Doing things and not thinking about, well, what if someone else thinks about right. and says. Right. And this is where I think social media drives way too many people to neurotics or self-hurt. You know, I mean, how many stories do we hear about people either committing suicide yeah. or getting depressed, mm-hmm. body shaming, mm-hmm. Uh, mental shaming, you know, because you're you're not smart enough to do whatever. When all that is so, all the noise of the world impeding upon your ability to be who you should be and just be who you should be. Maybe that means you're a a poor starving artist and you're going to have to live in a commune of other artists to just make it. But that's the reality of it. But you're living your best life, man. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or you want to work and study every minute of the day and want to be a doctor or lawyer. And excel at that. Then do that. Find your thing in life. Don't worry about, well, not enough, you know, people are going into this field and we need this. Maybe it's not for you. Find another field. 
But if you've got the interest, go out there and explore it. So that's my extremely long I dare you to of I don't know what the answer was exactly I was given. I don't know either. You lost me. Oh, my God. You, you know, there's only one lost. answer to this. You understand. <laughs> We're going to have to roll some music here and get out of this show before it never ends. <laughs> so that's really all we have time for today, everybody. Um, but don't worry. We'll have other episodes coming up. So I want to thank my co-host, Dana, for joining us today on What's Brewing CISA. And, of course, thank you, our audience. For tuning in and if you have something to say or you have topics you want us to discuss email us at wbcsfa at gmail.com you can find this and all what's brewing for podcasts on google Podcasts, your apple podcast app spotify pandora iHeartRadio, and the tune in app on your amazon echo by using alexa what's brewing CISFA is a production of studio 1051 a creative collaboration of dennis and me this has been episode number 153 recorded friday January 14th, 2022. Have a great day and and have have a a great great weekend. weekend.